I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Your Honor, sa pamamagitan at tulong po ninyo, ipinararating ko bilang Pangulo ng Manila Water ang paghingi ng kapatawaran sa inyong mga constituents who are also our customers sa aming concession area. Bilang pinuno ng Manila Water, I am holding myself accountable for the sudden drop in our service levels to your constituents. Ako si Jay-Z Punong Bayan, and welcome sa Usapang Econ Podcast. Ang Usapang Econ Podcast ay proyekto ng mga batang ekonomista na naglalayong gawing mas fun, relatable, at understandable ang economics. Noong nakaraang episode, natutunan natin mula kay National Scientist Raul Fabella ang tungkol sa setup ng water sector sa Kamaynilaan at bakit private sector concessionaires, ang Manila Water at Maynilad, at hindi gobyerno ang namamahala sa distribution ng tubig. Sa episode namang ito, pag-usapan natin sino sa kanila ang dapat sisigin sa water crisis at ano ang mga solusyon dito. Ito pong relationship, uh, Dr. Fabella, ng concessionaires and the government, how does it compare po sa ibang bansa when it comes to water? Is this a normal setup po between the private sector and the government? Uh, no. In many jurisdictions, water is provided for by a government agency. Kung nasa kamay ng gobyerno yan, ang pagkaintindi, hindi gagamitin ng gobyerno para ma-exploit uh, the consumers. Kung nasa kamay ng private sector, may risk na gagamitin ng private sector to gouge the public, which is why you have a regulator. So when, when people realize that, in fact, you can allow private sector to operate with market power, but with regulation, to good effect, then started uh, to dawn on people that perhaps many big corporations could be run by the private sector. Now, being run by the private sector, maraming modality din yan. One is complete ownership by the private sector. Meralco is completely owned by the by the private sector. Or concession agreements. So, naging PPP yan, public-private partnership. Dr. Fabella, kapag ka dinidiscuss po natin yung economic sa classroom setting, sinasabi po natin na yung pong gobyerno, meron siyang role sa pag-oversee sa isang market or isang sector kapag meron pong tinatawag na market failures. Kapag ka iniwan po natin yung markets by themselves, ay nakakaroon po ng mga problema. Dito po sa water sector, ano po yung mga problema na sinusubukan pong i-address uh, ng gobyerno through uh, regulating these concessionaires? Well, The case of MWSS as provider of, of distribution services uh, was uh, a great failure in itself. And so now you juxtapose the concept of government failure with market failure. Kasi market failure, marami din yan. So i-address mo through government. Pag maroon kang government failure, you might be actually <laughs> jumping from the prime to the fire. 
And that's uh, what uh, happened in many jurisdictions. The market failure that government was trying to address by privatization is actually a government failure. Pagdating dito sa water crisis na naranasan natin, sino po ang dapat sisihin in the end? Kasi marami pong nagtatanong, gobyerno ba or ito bang mga concessionaire? Ang concession contract ng mga concessionaires centrally involves efficient distribution and expansion of service, of coverage of available water. Who is responsible for available water? Who is responsible for detecting emerging deficits? Concessionaires yan, kasi sila yung may alam. Sila yung may alam na 7 million na ngayon ang customer base ng Manila Water. 1997, 3 million lang. But they were getting the same amount of bulk water. The reason why they were able to survive with the same amount of rainwater, because the dams get the water from rain, is because they were able to reduce the non-revenue water heavily. So yung mga tubig na nawi-waste noon, napapakinabangan na ngayon. That adds to the effective supply of water. Pero you can only do that so much. So at some point, you really have to do bulk water provision. And bulk water provision has always been claimed by MWSS as the regulator. Pause lang muna tayo sandali. So to be clear, bulk water refers to very large supplies of water, like dams or reservoirs, getting water from lakes, rivers, and others. Tinanong natin si Dr. Fabella, gano'ng kahirap nga ba mag-set up ng isang bagong bulk water supply source? Ano nangyari? For example, Cardona water treatment was proposed in 2008 pa. Hindi makaumpisa kasi hindi na-approve ng MWSS. Tapos nang in-approve ng MWSS, hindi makaumpisa ang construction because pinasok ng informal settlers. Eh, hindi naman tungkulin <laughs> ng Manila Water to clear the area. It's the uh, MWSS that should clear the area. So, it was postponed and postponed and by March 2019, umuin na siya pero hindi siya full operation. For example, Manila Water proposed uh, certain stopgap measures. Produce bulk water but stopgap measures. One is uh, the, the Tukadiwa project. MWSS said, no, we will provide that. It's our responsibility. And another uh, water project was also stopped because the NWS has simply decided that it's superfluous. So the responsibility of the concessionaires is really contingent on what the MWS allows you to do. If the MWSS, as regulator, allows you to go ahead with the project, you are then allowed to recoup the cost through increase in tariff. Kung walang permiso ng MWSS, you cannot use the tariff to recoup the cost. Since MWSS largely foot-dragged or simply refused to allow bulk water projects, wala nangyari. Sumabot na po tayo, Dr. Fabelia, dun sa punto kung saan kailangan na po talaga natin ng bagong supply ng tubig, yung pong tinatawag na bulk water supply. Sinasabi po ng gobyerno na yung pong uh, solusyon dito ay yung kaliwa dam na ngayon po ay nalaman natin ay uh, popondohan po ng isang Chinese loan agreement. Post tayo ulit. For our listeners, ang mga utang o grant galing sa ibang bansa ay tinatawag ring Official Development Assistance or ODA. 
Ano po yung tingin niyo po dito sa proyektong ito? Ang Live and Dam Project is a concept that is about 50 years old. <laughs> Panahon pa ni Marcos, biniisip na yan. Pero let's just look at what happened in the last two administrations. Bago bumitiw si President Aquino, 2016, may dalawang bids na na pre-qualified. So, ready to go na yan. In, in other words, they will have to choose one siguro to uh, implement the project. No? Kung pumasok si President Duterte, they were making some noise about using ODA instead of PPP. And for a while, it seems that they entertained a Japanese proposal to build one of the dams. And so, the, the, the authorities, they simply sat on it. And uh, in 2019, decided uh, no more PPP. It was all going to be ODA, Chinese ODA. So uh, at that time, uh, we thought it was just a matter of ODA versus PPP. But now it's a, it's now a more complicated issue because it's now Chinese ODA. No? Ano po ba at the outset yung mas efficient or uh, mas magandang financing scheme? Uh, you mentioned power um, before. There are instances where government or state resources are being used to provide a facility is likely to be better. I have always advocated that the submarine cable connecting Mindanao and Negros or Cebu be built through government resources and not by NGCP. The reason is, pag ginawa yun ng NGCP, ang cost nun lalabas sa binabayaran nating power or tariff. NGCP would be? National Grid Corporation of the Philippines, which is a partnership between the C family, SM Corporation, and, and Chinese, uh, Chinese capital. My idea there was, matas na nga yung power rates natin, dagdagan pa ng cost ng submarine cable, titatas halos. No, uh, again, kung gagawin ng gobyerno yan, since everyone in the country will be benefited, So everyone will probably have to pay for it from the treasury. Ganyan. So merong instances where private provision is the best. Merong ding instances where government provision is a good thing to do. You really just have to study the case very well. So it's a case-to-case basis, sir, in essence. Mm-hmm. Pero pagdating po dito sa water sector, is there any study na po na mas maganda ang uh, government uh, financing or PPP? As you well know, uh, water provision in Metro Manila is no longer a drain on the fiscal health of the country. In fact, it gives money to the government as rent for its assets. And second, on the issue of quality, me and my family, we now drink from the tap. No more plastic bottled water. I feel okay. <laughs> so water quality is good. Water tariffs are increasing, but that's because you have to finance upgrades and new investment in coverage. That has to be paid for. And that's just natural. So yung mga benepisyo po mula sa privatization, so yung pong mas magandang kalidad ng tubig, mas mababang singil sa atin, sa mga ordinaryong consumer, ito po yung mga pangunahing benepisyo ng privatization. At pwede po natin silang itrace directly dun sa nangyari pong privatization. Alright. 
just before uh, we leave this uh, water sector issue, sir, kung meron po na isa o dalawang bagay na dapat gawin natin in the short run, in the medium run, to solve the water crisis or to avert it altogether in the coming years, ano po yung mga ganong klaseng dapat natin gawin? We are already used to paralysis with respect to big projects. Uh, people cannot agree. There are just too many calls on a perfect project. And there's no such thing as a perfect project. The project is never built because uh, it doesn't satisfy perfection, which is a violation of an old saying, don't make the perfect the enemy of the good. Sa huli, kulang na talaga ang tubig para punan ang pangangailangan ng mga tao sa Kamaynilaan. Kaya naman hindi lang dapat itoon ang sisi sa Maynilad o Manila Water na siyang bahala sa distribution ng tubig, kundi pati na rin sa gobyerno na siyang dapat mamahala sa paghahanap at pagpapatayo ng mga bagong pagkukunan ng tubig. Kung namiss ninyo ang part 1 ng diskusyon namin ni National Scientist Raul Favella tungkol sa tubig, hanapin lang ang episode na yun ng Usapang Econ Podcast sa inyong favorite podcast channels. Muli, ako si JC Punong Bayan at ito ang Usapang Econ Podcast. Mag-subscribe sa Usapang Econ Podcast sa inyong paboritong podcast channels. At i-follow kami sa aming blog at usapangekon.com. Sa Facebook at sa Twitter at Usapang Econ. Ang Usapang Econ Podcast ay isang Puma Podcast production. Ang nag-produce ng episode na ito ay si Carl Javier. Thanks for listening! catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.